Hey, hey, hey! Hello! Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Oh, yeah, it's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom is a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on... Drag Race Drag Holland. Holland. Now let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast Plank. <laughs> Did we... We swapped roles because swap you became hesitant and I needed to carry the momentum and the energy forward. <laughs> so this is what you do when you're a professional. And you see professional? When you, when you see one of your colleagues struggling, you grab that baton, mm. you look them straight in the eye and you say, I got this. And you pick up that baton and you run with it. Okay? Did you see the, um, I don't know what country, was it Japan or China um, during the relays? Yes, there was a really amazing kind of, what, 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 Do you feel that's what you did here? Yes. Do you feel like I dropped there, but you had to carry uh-huh. And then you sprinted it off to the finish I'm line. I'm not being funny as well, but it's, it's the same thing, but like, as if the baton was on fire and I had no hands. But I man- managed it anyway. I will say I got most of my Olympic coverage through memes on Instagram. <laughs> so that's how I'm aware of that. We are very into sport, sports, sport sports. games. Sports. I mean, sports, you, you, are, I you are actually genuinely really into CrossFit. And I go to the gym for the sake of narcissism and that's it. Oh, well, so you go to the gym because you're gay. Is that what you said? Because I... Because you're a gay guy then. It's I place all about their certain photos. expectations of appearance upon myself. I will freely admit that. Tom, mm. just, just say it. I go to the gym because I'm gay and I want to be seen. I don't think you should be making assumptions about my sexuality, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> drag race. You do drag. I don't uh, do drag. I have done drag a few times. You've done drag and you... Do the same makeup, the same wig, same clothes, uh, and then you give yourself different names. Oh, this is Frank Fruta. <laughs> and the next time, now I'm Paula Abdul. I've never been now, Paula Abdul. The next time you do it, okay, now I'm someone else. It's I've like, never been girl, Paula Abdul. Girl, I've been Frank so Fruta. I've been Boy me. George. I've been Madonna. I've been David Bowie from Labyrinth. I've and, been and, a lion. And this is all. I've been Conchita Verst. This is with all the same makeup and the, the same, same wig. No. Girl, don't do that. Multiple wigs, multiple makeup. Everyone, welcome back to us looking at the Drag Race Holland. I do yes. want to say that these girls are not just gorgeous, they are uber talented. They're really great bunch, aren't they? And I hope that the, there's much more coverage of them besides being on Wild Presents. I hope that a lot of people get to see yeah. and appreciate the talent of these girls. Some of these girls are ridiculous. Like, when I say ridiculous, like last year, let's be very honest, last year, Envy Peru took off with Holland. Like, you just knew mm. very early on that it was her game. And it really was her game throughout the whole thing. I mean, the other girls were gorgeous and talented, but I think there was, it's almost like Envy just had this kind of glow or kind of like this extra caliber that slightly set her apart and just you know she was just a full package she's a bit like Carmen Farala really yep. she's very full package you can just see winner quality from the outset over here let's look at the girls that we have left mm-hmm. okay which I guess Holland yep who are the tops? Who who at the moment? I know it's only episode two that mm-hmm. we've done, but who is coming up as the Envy Peru of the season? Who's coming up as the Carmen Ferrara of the season? Who's coming up as the Bianca de Rio of the yeah, season? Yeah, I mean, who is it? I've got strong vibes around Kita and Puni. I just think that they they're like a force to be reckoned with. They're potent- if they have to team up for a team challenge, everybody else better watch out. How do they work? How do they? I mean, they've been in a relationship together. Yeah. How how? 
Well, I, the well, implication me, was, I think, that they'd been in a relationship, they broke up, remained close friends, and then they got into drag. But imagine if they were together but, doing oh, drag, showing each other's... No, no, no. They were themselves before they got into drag. Mm-hmm. Like those, Their personalities were their personalities. Yes. For example, for me, I could never go out with someone like myself. I would need someone more balanced more not as mm. not mm. as paulo-esque mm. not as I, like not a superstar interesting not as amazingly bright in their talent <laughs> do you know what i mean i need someone that's that is not a threat to feel, me as a star i feel like there's indirect shade here um, <laughs> that, but that's that's to me both of them kida and puni they are too like Alpha drag queens. I, I used is the, what I'm trying to say. I, I used the, the quote from um, Ab Fab a couple of weeks ago that Patsy Patsy says to, to denigrate poor Eddie one day. She says, "Eddie, Eddie, you can't have two racehorses in the same stable. They'll kick the shit out of each other. Every racehorse needs a little friend who's a little donkey, darling." <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. it. I need a little donkey because I'm a stallion. <laughs> I'm a MyLittlePony.com. I'm flying. I'm a unicorn, and I just need <laughs> I need a little little ass of a donkey. Maybe, and that's that's what I need for, maybe, for me. I couldn't have, I couldn't be in a relationship with equally, another Maybe like maybe a stallion could be with just like a really gentle unicorn. Oh, okay. <laughs> or a Pegasus. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that. Um, no, but what I'm trying to say is that both of them it's prob- are it's probably why they're not together anymore. personalities. It's probably why they're not together anymore. I think two very competitive personalities in the same relationship, in the same field. Yes. Um, is is probably not look at Sharon Alaska. Yeah, you know that's what happened there. It was two giant egos in the same same industry, um, and but they they had other problems in the relationship clearly, which they've been very open and very public about. Uh, I would say it's it's a similar kind of thing though about two big egos competing. Well, I agree with you. I think that the front runners at the moment, uh, My Little Pony. My Little Pony yeah. and Keita Minaj and Tabitha. I, d- I think, you know, obviously, Keita's got a win. Pony doesn't have a win yet, but I think it's coming. It's coming at some Absolutely. point. Um, the other one who has a win is Countess. And I think Countess is beautiful and fabulous and could go far, but she needs to show a more well-rounded... She's beautiful. Beautiful. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. I, I do think she's gorgeous. I think she is uh, a lovely, yeah. beautiful... Makeup stunning. She's got the body to wear whatever she could sell. She's a tiny anything. little bird, isn't she? Um, I do think um, I still love Masisi. I love her so much. And my money was on her in the beginning. She just had a stumble last week. So I, I want to see her come back this week to still be in the race. Do you know what? We're talking about love Masisi. Her, her character in episode one it's not the same character mm. on episode two. It's and you know what? You know who it reminds me of? Nina Bonina Brown. Mm. Nina Bonina started strong. She's like she won the first Nina, challenge. Nina, Bonina, Bonina, and she Brown. won the first challenge of the season. She won the first challenge and Lady Gaga. I mean, she yeah. was riding high, and then they quickly it came down, and she started to all these insecurities started to yeah. come out. And what I'm seeing with Love Marcisi is that this amazing. Beautiful, stunningly gorgeous, stunningly gorgeous. Grace Jones, um, Mac Two walks in on episode one, amazing, confident. In episode two, it just kind of went away. What I don't want to happen is for that to continue because yeah. I really enjoyed the um, 
the pizzazz. Of, yeah, I of want episode to bounce one. Back. Yeah, I want. I want to see that again. I wonder if it's something about just you know she's obviously clearly a very successful drag queen in her own right. Just sometimes girls have their reputation. They come into Drag Race. Maybe the game just doesn't suit them mm. or the competitive environment doesn't suit them and it knocks the wind out of their sails a bit and they don't quite fulfill the potential. Well, because you're going from somewhere where a lot of the times you have control. For example, mm. if you're working drag queen or working performer, you decide the music. You yeah. you decide your act. You prepare your act. You you know, before you get on that stage, you've done that act in your room at other gigs mm-hmm. times and times over and there's a confidence in there so that you're really just focusing on pushing out your performance more. Yeah. Whereas here, you're giving something to do by someone else in such a small time, mm-hmm. and then you're competing it. And also, if you F it up, guess what? You're on TV. Yeah. There's so much riding high, and I think that reality can kick in and start to play on them. I also think she's one of those consummate performer girls, and if they were like a girl group challenge, she'd shine in that, but we've not had that yet. Who else have we got there? I mean, Tabitha, I do agree, should be a powerhouse. The... I do believe she's narrowly missed out being on the bottom two twice so far. There's only be two episodes. Yeah. You better back it up. Well, I, I said what I said. Um, she <laughs> you needs, better back it up. She needs to gain some momentum with some comedy she, challenges. She was basically Hokator last week. I'm not going to start that fashion. conversation again. She was fashion. She was wearing a sack with some buttons on it. That's fashion. Is it? <laughs> yes. Um, we've seen other queens do it. Jan, Jan took that from Van der Vend Otto. Who was it? The I'm Berlin sorry, sack? I don't think Jan was just wearing a sack of a dress. Jan was wearing a high concept scarecrow, and I can say the same thing. And about she got it from Loris. Look, not we're gonna Banda. have to agree to disagree. Okay, we're gonna have to move on from this because just, this is not an about. We are not trolls. No, we're not. That is not who we are here. I'm here to appreciate well, all that's of what our I'm queens. She needs to get except for Kimchi, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Joking, um, joking, she, she joking. She needs joking. to get some momentum behind her with some comedy challenges. I think Ivy's circling the drain a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm I'm convinced that she's next to go. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I, I personally, I'm not seeing her flourish. I'm not mm-hmm. seeing her um, find her rhythm yet. And it's just very obvious to me that she's, She's very close to going home. Definitely. I think I think she could, you know, next bad episode, she'll be out, really. Uh, who else do we have? We've got Vanessa. Vanessa, I think, has been solid. She just hadn't, like, shone bright like a diamond yet. But I feel like it's going to come at some point. I don't think she's been solid. I think um, episode one yeah. that she was... I think she may be getting a lot, a lot of nice treatment because of reputation that, that brings her yeah, on. Maybe. So I think that's carried her on there i haven't seen her justify her position i thought her outfit was great last week her outfits are always going to be great I can, I, the one she made it was a construction what, challenge what was that one Remind she was me. in like a safari couture um kind of all beige but quite intricate asymmetrical it was okay that was nice it was lovely yeah um, and our other is, is is vivaldi who i think is a bit of a wild card Vivaldi for me is the Arancha of the season. Yeah. She's the Arancha of the season. I don't know yet what her thing is. I think I she's, she's got great ideas, great concepts, bright and imaginative. She's but not not just not baked. Here, 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 this is what it is. She is very much the Katia of mm. the season. 
I love her. I love her. There's something about her energy, something mm-hmm. about her personality that I just love. But she's not translating that into um, mm-hmm. something that's prim and ready on stage yet. She could. For ha- me. She could have a little bit of a crystal method type of trajectory where she takes a while to find her footing. But she's got charm, and the judges like her, and she gets more recognition as the season goes on. Who else is there? There's Tabitha. Who's we've, left? We've There's Tabitha, Tabitha Lupuni, Kina Minaj, Ivy, the Countess Vivaldi, Masisi. Who's the last Seven. one? We've said Seven. Everyone. Countess, Vanessa, Kita, Puni, Tabitha, Vivaldi, Ivy, Masisi. That's, Seven left. That's eight. That's eight. Tabitha, Little Puni, Kita, Ivy, Countess Vivaldi, Masisi. That's seven. You've missed somebody off your list. You say, say yours again. Kita, yes. Puni, yes. Vanessa, yes. Countess. Oh, Vanessa. Yeah, I missed okay. Vanessa. Okay, cool. Let's get on to this week. So last week we said... Just before about- we go into it, just a little bit, because it's relevant, international gossip. Um, uh, we, we found out uh, that with great fanfare and publicity, Manila Luzon is launching a drag competition unaffiliated with Drag Race in the Philippines called Drag Den. And she seemed really excited about it. There's a lot of buzz about it. And then very mysteriously... A couple of days later, Drag Race announces Drag Race Philippines. All of a sudden, <laughs> casting casting call. call. So it, was, it seemed mm. it was very it seemed very shady. Um, I, I I struggled to see that as a coincidence. And Manila's initial response was kind of like, "How lovely! Two the Philippines get two drag reality competitions to shine a light on the talent of the Philippines. How wonderful!" But since then, I think she's she's been a little bit saltier. Uh, she put something up that was like. Um, um, here's how to how to audition for Drag Den. And remember, with Drag Den, it's a reality TV competition where just auditioning does not lock you into a contract. And there's this example of apparently how even if you audition for Drag Race, you can have certain obligations, like having to turn up at DragCon and that sort of thing. I mean, the contract of Drag Race has been a topic that's actually yeah. been brought to light lately. That The contract looks so... It's... It's... it's, it's too much there, there are great youtube videos i'd like to point out bussy queen's um youtube video that goes into it and fantastic and also there's a lawyer's reaction video to that where she speaks in more legalese kind of thing both are very good videos the gist i got from both of them was that it's it's a bit of a ridiculous contract but many parts of it aren't really enforceable but you made a good point that not every queen might be able to re- afford good representation yeah the reason they're going on to drag race is because they want to make more money and get their name out there mm. You know, you can only make so much being a local queen. Mm. Going on to RuPaul brings you more publicity. Your booking fee you goes up. Fans, you travel. Goes up, but then you're into contracts. And, and then that's the thing you have to kind of fight with, which is... And also, you know, some queens spend more than they earn. Tom, to before we show. get on, get your phone out. Open up Instagram because... Turn, um. Dr. Tommy put a lovely post up of Akita Minaj and a lovely mm. post up of My Little Pony. They're both and really lovely and responsive, aren't they, they? they? I mean, Tom, I think your Akita Minaj got the most likes. First of all, tell us how many likes that photo got. And then can you read um, the comment that Akita put it's on It's actually that not. Post? At the same time, the um, Eureka and Divine one was gaining a lot of traction as well. And they're about neck and neck. They're a bit like about 16,000, which like doesn't sound a lot to most people. 16,000? Sure. Likes, yeah. 100? But no, 16,000. Sorry, 1,600. <laughs> There's me Girl. exaggerating. Girl. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. I, wow. I'm sure that doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people, but for our little Instagram page, it's quite a lot. But um, 
Akita in particular was really, really sweet. And what did she say? I've got it here. She said, um, what a lovely review of the look and how cool you educate the children about the reference with various emojis with a big kiss at the end. Aww. So me and me and Keita might be she's dating. Basically, um, she's basically Beasties. My, basically my boyfriend. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> um, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. And also Poonie said something similar. Um well, she said, thank you for the nice words. And her thing with her emojis is pink heart, unicorn, pink heart, like a My Little Pony, you see. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I think it's really nice being uh, drag queens. It's, um, it was quite common with the Spanish girls as well. They're lovely and accessible and appreciative yeah. of appreciation. And I just think that's really wonderful. It's great. Well, Tom, let's get into this episode. Please. I mean, we already mentioned that last week we said goodbye to Reggie B, yeah. which means that Ivy stays for another week. Mm-hmm. Now, we know... Well, let's talk about the mini challenge very quickly. The mini challenge is um, was basically a dance-off. And what was the style? It's a very specific... I had to kind of Google it, really. But, I mean, you could hear from the music, it's like thumping Euro techno. Um, but the dance style was called Hacken, and, like, the scene... Or the the participants are called Gabba, as far as I can tell. And it's a quick Wikipedia <laughs> search tells me it's a mix of kind of like techno culture, but influenced by like folk dancing. <laughs> so it sounds really funny. But obviously, a lot of the girls are making quite funny references to drug culture as well. Folk dancing and... Techno. It's like, it's like someone combining ballet with ninjutsu with hip-hop like vega from street fighter <laughs> it's like, like what what is that uh, good on them it was it was cute it was cute it was cute and it was a little win for ivy i felt like tabitha was the one who got it the best though because oh. she probably lived that lifestyle i think tabitha was the only one who has actually been to Tabitha this. was actually really funny she was doing gurning and all sorts clearly there were lots of drugs references in there which i thought was quite ballsy you wouldn't see quite why open. this wouldn't be Such, on uk television no. this or would be definitely not on the bbc and you've not seen any they make little allusions to weed on drag race us but never to pills and coke and that kind of thing yeah that um i mean this is this is holland this is holland the more liberal the more liberal yeah. people do you know what so here we have the lovely fred van leer mm-hmm. who i always think lovely. i, I want to say this and i always do fred fred needs to break away like manila did and uh-huh. just create his own show. And I I would follow. Fred has such a a je ne sais quoi. Fred mm. has it. Fred he has, it. He has, has it. He's it. You know what he's got? It. it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he has. And it's just the way that he speaks, the personality, the wit, the humor. Yeah. Fred can hold not just an audience, but like an international audience. And, and, and I just I just love seeing Fred on stage. I really yeah. do. I a, really do. A lovely balance of like drag humor. He's like not afraid to make like crass drag jokes, but also has a lot of warmth and approachability and like cares about the girls. Yes. Really nice moment with... Um, we'll come to it in a moment when we talk about the girls, actually. So um, Fred comes on stage and announces, this is the Snatch Game. Yay! Do you know what I found really, really funny? Mm-hmm. Is that as... as um. As Fred was explaining the Snatch Game, the most important thing is to make me and the judges laugh. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's that pit crew who came in for the mini challenge. Yeah. As Fred's saying what the requirements are, mm-hmm. like you have to make us laugh. He's there in the background nodding along as though he's part of this the creative team. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you just, you just the extra. I'll like, be on wait. the panel this week. <laughs> yeah. so. He's like, mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. you have to do. You have to make me and the judges laugh. <laughs> nodding along. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, sorry. The gumption. Getting, getting a bit too close. 
voice there, getting a bit too familiar with the gold, the audacity, and the gumption. So we've got this niche game, Tom. We're going to get into it, but tell me, let's go through the girls one by one. Yeah. And I want to tell you, have to, we have to both say whether they're going to do good or bad, basically. Mm-hmm. From what we've seen and experienced of them from the show and the last two episodes, let's just give what we think, how they'll perform. First one is Tabitha. She's going to nail it. She's going to be great. She's going to be great. So Tabitha is, we're going to talk about who they're doing. We can, but yeah. I don't know most of them. Well, Kim Holland, who I don't really know. We do know some of them. But Kim Holland um, apparently uh, has some connection with the porn industry. So it's an opportunity for Tabitha to really camp it up and be lewd, crude, and oh so rude. Yes. Tabitha's going to be great. She's going to be great. Uh, Lil Poonie. Lil Poonie is uh, Marika Halvegen, who I briefly Googled, and is a Dutch personality who is famous for having a lot of plastic surgery. Um, and when we see her in the workroom, she's kind of like camping up the, the look and stuff. And it feels, I, I just think that like both Keita and Poonie are kind of going to be good at, good at everything and they're going to be fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got here that she, when we look at them interact, when we see their yeah. um, confessionals, she's very witty. She's yeah. very shady. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's, I feel she's going to do great. Mm-hmm. And like Keita... They're both here to compete. Yeah. This is not a game to them. No. They will not pull a carrier. This is not RuPaul's best friend race. Okay. They're not going to pull a carrier where they're just, like, oh, okay, didn't do well. I'm not going to come back. They so they spicy. will. You'll have to carry them off stage. If <laughs> friend Van Leer says, that's nah. She'll be like, that's no. I ain't going nowhere. I am staying right here. Uh-uh. You, no, get, you, get security. Get security. I ain't moving. And I've got a concealed yeah. weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a gun. I've got a gun. Don't you? Oh, that's what I feel is going to happen. I just yeah. don't think that they're going to go easy and mm-hmm. they're going to fight. Um, so, yes. So, Lopuni and Keita. Keita's so, going to be the same. Well, Keita's going to be Sophie Anderson. And you said initially, hasn't she been done? But uh, Ilona Verley was Rebecca Moore, the other cock destroyer. There are two okay. cock destroyers. Yes. Both very different, it's worth mentioning. But they both do the same thing. But both very different. Yes. If you've seen their little... I actually did watch their little reality show. They're kind of like, we're going to find the next slag, the next total slag cock destroyer of the world. They're both very endearing personalities and both quite different. I forget which way round it is. I think Sophie's a sweeter one and Rebecca's the more dominant one. But they're both they're both lovely girls. Okay. Yeah. So Ivy Elise. Ivy Elise, well, she's Cardigan B. She's Cardigan B. Now, I don't think, from what I've seen, this is um, Ivy's specialty. She's had some fun, shady, confessional moments. We've not seen it play out in like a performance severe have we i think she's been a bit knocked i think mm. one of the things is all of the girls like love masisi walk into the workroom thinking they're gonna win i'm mm. amazing yeah i've got this and then they meet the other queens and then they go through a mini challenge and then mm. they do another challenge and then they get the critiques and then their own mind starts effing with them mm-hmm. then their own minds are like oh you're not as good as you think you are and then the self-doubt kicks in and that's one of the strongest things ever like when mm. you when you start telling yourself and believing what you say to yourself especially when it's bad words it, you it's a down it's going down 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 for you we might even call it her inner saboteur yeah Let's not forget as well, Ivy's living in the shadow of Abby OMG and Envy Peru, who are her flatmates. I say flatmates, they call it the Mermaid Mansion, but they're, they're flatmates. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that is dr- tricky for Ivy. Well, it's, it's not the first person to Cardi B either. Jade Rassens Hall did her, didn't she? In season and 12. not a good job. I mean, for an amazing queen who's actually capable of being really funny, she was kind of flat in the snatch game. I don't think she was in the bottom, though, now, was she? I do know Cardi B. I, you do. I know the reps. I know her. I follow her. I'm a big fan of Cardi B. So, yay, I know someone. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, the Countess, what do you reckon? Uh, Louis XIV. So, I think this is a shrewd choice of character. The Countess says she's not funny. The Countess is very funny. Her confessionals are hilariously shady. She makes these really funny catty comments. And if she can channel that into Louis, who I think is a really good choice of character, I would, I, I could just see Louis... Louis the Fourteenth doing all this catty, kind of narcissistic, kind of shady comments. I, I think it works, and I think it could be really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think. I mean, the Countess again. Her humor is just that quick shade. Yeah, but that when I see her interact in the workroom, it's not in a confident, performative manner. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's obviously got the, um, she's got the mind to think quickly and to be witty and to be funny, but then there's the performance element that I just don't think there's that connection made yeah. yet. I, th- I think in a way, in a way, I think she probably shrinks a little bit with an audience. She's, yeah. ca- she's kind of very comfortable with the producer, um, the story producer in the confessionals. And so I think she is that girl who'd be hilarious when having a glass of wine with her one-on-one. Yes, 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 yes. And she's making catty comments about the other people in the room exactly. and mutual friends and stuff. But she shrinks a little bit in front of the audience. And I think that's her self-esteem, which actually it's probably a good opportunity to talk about but do you know her, what? her mirror chart. It's because when people put you in a box, mm. you feel comfortable in that box and you almost feel like you aren't allowed to leave that box. You feel like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I'm good at, so I'll stick to it. And I think she's been put in the pretty box. I think she's been yeah. put in the, you're, you're a look queen. Mm. You're gorgeous. You've got great makeup. And so she believes this. She stays there. Even if she's got the mind to be funny in that she doesn't dare go out of it because she's not a comedy queen she's yeah. been told she isn't so she doesn't go into there and i think drag race i hope what it does is it pushes her to be outside of that box more into the funny because she is she's, she's quite witty and, and shady what do we always say labels are for jam jars jam jars not Thank people you. but we do learn a bit about her history of being bullied in school absolutely which um she was out uh, as gay in school um and she does. She she paints this really sad picture of of the sense of kind of isolation and the abuse that she sustained in school. And it was actually very sad. And you could actually for probably for the first time we could see some emotion in the countess because she does have this facade, this kind of like marble, kind of perfection facade, doesn't she? Yes. So in a way, it was nice to see that genuine emotion from her. But it was very very saddening to hear about it. Um, kind of surprised me as well because I always think of Holland as such a liberal country. Um, but every country has its problems with homophobia, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely, um, Tom. But I, I guess it, it, it's helpful in the sense that it helps inform us about why she's become this um, kind of immaculate creature with the perfect facade because she's actually hiding a lot of pain underneath, mm. you know? Talk to me about Vivaldi. Vivaldi. Um, I think I touched on it earlier where Vivaldi is adorable and mm-hmm. funny and just charming, mm. charismatic. And She's a little kooky. She's kooky. kooky. Yeah. yeah. And I th- those are kind of the ingredients for a successful performer, especially when it comes with comedy. Yeah. So I, I expect Vivaldi to do good here. Mm-hmm. I do. So she's Nikki Plasson, who's a judge. 
on Drag Race Holland. Oh, who which was is a, a ballsy who, move. Who asked is then the judge? Sharon Needles with Michelle Visage. And that was a great one. Laugh. She, she, do, the, do the laugh. I can't do it. No, you do Michelle's laugh. <laughs> That's front trash. Whoa. <laughs> that wasn't friend. That was Janice. <laughs> Chandler Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just ruined the ears of our listeners. Oh, everyone bumps those. Don't, don't um, unsubscribe. Please. How did she them. sound? I can't think of it now. Ha <laughs> ha. No, that was Roadrunner. That was it. <laughs> so there. <laughs> that's true. Sharon uh, we, herself. Look, why are we, we laughing? I don't know. We, <laughs> let's end that there. Yeah, let's cut there. Um, Vivaldi, I, yeah. Mm. Let's just talk about Love Masisi. I mean, Vivaldi, just to associate as well, Vivaldi talks about her own self-sabotage. She talks about the voices in her head um, telling her she can't do it, but she feels like her most comfortable... Like Katia. Yeah, she feels like, yeah, she feels at like her most comfortable on stage. So let's hope she channels that and yes. embraces it. So Love Masisi is one of my all-time faves, Grace Jones. Now, she has a lovely sit-down with Fred. Fred has a lovely moment with her and kind of tries to remind her of her fabulousness and says that she feels there's more light in her eyes this week. Grace Jones has been done before by Bibi Zahara Benet, who ranked high in the All-Stars 3 Snatch game. I, I thought Aja was better. I, I thought Bibi was safe in that performance. Aja was done dirty she in All-Stars. She was done super dirty. Her crystal Beja was, was fantastic. Aja was done damn dirty yeah. in All-Stars. None of the queen. true beauties are here. Sabrina! <laughs> I'll sue the bitch. Um, Love my Cece. I don't, I don't know, because Love my Cece looks... Def- I'm look- there's something that says defeat. There is. I felt like Fred was kind of like trying to tell her that you look brighter, but it it was like she was trying to tell her to convince herself. She's just like, why does she look defeated after one episode? I don't don't know. know I don't know. There's something else going on. She's breaking my heart a little bit. Yeah. But she's doing um, Grace Jones and she will pull off the look. We've said every week she's got the bones. She basically is she Grace Jones. She will pull off. And Grace she's Jones. She's got that chiseled, cheekboned. I love Grace Jones. Have you seen her interviews? She's fantastic. She's Grace a, Jones is hilarious. She's confident. She is confident. You know, the, the thing is with Grace Jones, she's not a person. She's a concept. She's She's an entity. She's like beyond definition. She's a force of nature. And that's what you've got to channel. You've got to be out there. You've got to be out of the box. See that interview where she starts hitting the interviewer because, don't you turn your back on me. She's fantastic. I love her so much. I do like her. Pretty, very pretty. Like the Countess. Well, they kept saying that about the Countess too. They kept saying the Countess is just pretty. She's just pretty. Can she perform? She's just pretty. And I felt very seen. And I'm like, just because we're pretty doesn't mean we don't have a personality. Like, I'm a very good performer. Thank you feel you very that pain, much. right? Yeah, I'm like, stop attacking us. Okay. Thing is, Masisi, we we we've seen from footage from previous performances, and in the first week, she's got fantastic stage presence and mm. is a really charismatic performer. Tom, I think we should get into the snatch game and see how our predictions come. Okay, let's discuss the snatch game. Before Black we even get indeed. into the snatch game, I want to say something. Please, I've got something to say. <gasps> okay. Um, there was I found it awkward. You know how there's the judges, there's Carlos, and then there's another guy, another lady who's the y- judge. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, when you when you when you're playing the games, this is first of all, this is not the panel. This is not the maxi stage. Okay, Mm. this this is it. This is a a fun um, TV game. It's a it's a it's a fun challenge. And then when when Fred asks the judges, "What are you looking for?" Mm. Like, I don't. 
first of all, this is they're not there to be critiqued yet. Okay, but yeah, I think that's he, really fair. He kind of straight away went into you need to have a good resemblance of the character. You need to have good comedic timing. Mm. You have to help try build the the games of others, telling them how to do the game. Girl, I am not. This is not a game. I'm in a character. <laughs> we don't so need to hear this right I don't, now. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't need mm. you to tell me this right now. You save that for the match stage. Pick your but moment. this is the snatch game, and I. It kind of took me straight out of the Snatch game and it just, it changed the vibe because you're not yeah, there it's as... Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. You're not there as a judge. You're there as a contestant in the game. Do you think there's something to be said then for the like little Snatch game panel to always be devoid of main judges? Do you think that's something they should do in the sense that maybe it's a bit less mm. fair when they have Michelle, Ross, Cass in there? No, because I know that Michelle, like Michelle, when they've had Michelle or Ross or anyone else, they know that they're not there as a judge. Yeah. They're there as a, as a, they're playing the game yes. and they have to guess my answer They're a prop, really. it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a fun thing yeah. so you've never seen Michelle go in there and be like okay that's what you need to do if you want to do well mm-hmm. and he went into that straight away I'm like girl sit okay. your ass down and shut the hell up so minus one point yes I was like okay no no this is this is fun these girls are already nervous this is the hardest game here they're in their character don't make them feel like they're on the chopping block as much as they already feel moving on from that now okay <laughs> yeah. I just had to get that out there that moment, didn't I? I had to because mm. I was just like that's not fair I thought it wasn't fair for the girls. Were valid, and thank you for that. Thank you for sticking up for the girls again. Now, Tom, let's let's look at the snatch game. Let's go and... girl by girl, eh? Yeah, let's go girl by girl. In order. So starting with uh, My Little Pony as My Ma- Little Pony. <laughs> Can I have that every time as a uh, Marika. I thought My Little Pony was really, really funny. Obviously, I don't know who this lady is, but the concept of like a wobbly plastic surgery pigeon lady is funny. Yeah. And I mean, there's many of those around for us to take reference from. <laughs> I know, so I know right? exactly. You knew her. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know who she was. You know what she was trying to. Yeah. You knew her intention. Uh huh. Um, I, I just thought the whole thing was really funny. The uh-huh. judges enjoyed her. She was on all the time. Every time the camera was on her, she was doing little gestures and her makeup was hilarious. I know. Sorry, what? when you said she was doing gestures, why yeah. did you do a Michael Jackson? A Michael Jackson Shimona. Shimona. Um One thing, um, obviously, I don't know this lady, so I don't know if the head wobble thing is kind of like a characteristic of hers or if it's a bit like when Sherry Pye did Catherine Hepburn and it's because of benign essential tremor or something. So people might come for her a little bit for, for kind of like mocking an affliction, but don't know that. I don't know that at all. Having watched it, I found her performance very, very funny, and I thought she was really, really good. One of the better girls. I think that she had great commitment to mm-hmm. the character, yeah, and great commitment to the stupid. Very good commitment, yeah. And that's that's all. I, I don't know the character, so yeah. I can't I can't talk about um, whether or not she got. But what I can go off on is okay. What was her character? Mm-hmm. Um, she stuck to the character. She committed to the character, and she was not afraid to look stupid. And you, yes. I always find it hard for the pretty for the pretty queens mm-hmm. um i i find sometimes they find it harder to look ugly yes they, they find it harder to look stupid because their whole brand is about beauty yeah and looking good and yeah so i admired that immediately so it makes me think of like um roxy andrews as tasha salad tasha salad yeah but and yeah fantastic commitment really enjoyed what she did here yeah Okay, who was next to her? Uh, the Countess as Louis XIV. So there were good bits in here, but she wasn't like a huge standout, I don't think. I enjoyed her characterization. She did the over-the-top over kind of like regal theatrical Frenchisms. Um, 
Do you I, know what I would have wanted to see? What? I wanted her to play the Louis like a very femme gay boy. That would be hilarious. That's what I wanted. It's like, hey girl, hey. I wanted her to that. Because, you know, like the French are flamboyant. The, and Louis XIV, he was the sun king. Flamboyance the, was his whole essence. I, I just wanted him to play the, a very Femme, fabulously mm. femme gay boy. Start voguing in the middle of it, do a death drop. And I just, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't. The thing is, like I remember. Like a really femme slutty grinder boy. Some, some, that would have been some, hilarious. Okay, cool. Mm. You're just trying to add on now. Now you're playing improv. Yes, yes and. and. Yes, and. Um, that's what I would have wanted. I think that's that could have made the character funny. I, that would have been good, though, wouldn't it? Louis Cattell's on dry, on Grinder. Yeah, something. That would something be good. Is, yeah. I um. I I don't know. I I don't think that her performance is standout. To be honest, I don't really remember her that much. That's the thing. She's not sticking out to me as bad or good. She's kind of bit, struck a little bit of a mediocre note. Yeah. yeah. She's not bad or good. She's just not memorable. <laughs> I think Countess would be happy to skate by this week if she was safe. Abs- all, the, all the fashion girls yeah. just hope to survive the Snatch Game. Let's move on because I really, there's nothing more for me to give for the Countess here. Mm-hmm. Vanessa as Queen Matilda of Belgium. She is was just as beige. That's the thing. It was, was a little just, bit of beige duo there. Yeah. I could see she was going for some characterization. She was drinking her drink. Um, she had some mannerisms. Um, I think I think there's a little bit of a touch of... I know she wouldn't have seen this when it was filmed, but it was a little bit, but not as successful as um, Anita Wiggler as Queen Elizabeth in the sense that she was trying to be like regal but dirty, but it wasn't as successful. I was I was gonna say if anyone wants to know how to do a queen, you have to look at Anita Wiglet's mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth, and it's the to- what the beauty of her character is that she played it the complete opposite of the queens as royalty. Yeah, she made her a queen who was just a real biatch, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Is um, put your seatbelt on and don't piss me off. Like things, like she went there. She went there with some dark she jokes. She went there which we with loved. some dark we enjoyed jokes. Very, very much. I loved Anita Wiglet. She made that snatch game. That was probably one of the worst snatch games ever. But Anita saved it. And then, for then snatch she was game. done dirty an episode or two later. I mean, don't. Yeah, I know. Let's like, PTSD. Um, I would say I came away from this not knowing a lot more about Queen Matilda either. Whereas with Anita Wiglet. It's like, you know, she was dropping in those bits about like the animosity towards Diana and that kind of thing. It was a really good package of kind of like real world references and just being out and out dirty. I do want to say, I do feel like Vanessa tried a bit harder than mm-hmm. the Countess. I did yeah, see Vanessa trying. Yeah, I, I saw her trying to put in jokes in there, which, you know, she, she didn't rely on the, the beauty mm-hmm. of the, or the, re, the regality of the Queen. She tried it. Yeah. She tried it. She so, tried it. So let's give her a bit of credit for that. Yeah. Um, Next to her was the cock destroyer yes now i thought keita as sophie was very very good and for me probably my winner but we'll see we'll see what you think as we go along um she gave me the most laughs she was incredibly committed she had a gag every single answer so she was really really up there she was also incredibly audacious to make that comment about fred sex Oh, girl. Oh, girl. I, do you know what? Ballsy. Thing is, we wouldn't have got that if um, Anna hadn't sent me that message a few weeks there it ago. Is. But there like it is. When, when she, um, when she went there, we were like, oh, 
you know, but Fred said it was responded with good humor. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Fred could have um, completely made that unfunny by just making it mm-hmm. awkward or just mm-hmm. not responding. Yeah. But Fred, being the consummate professional, professional yeah. and the comedian yeah. and drag queen that she is, mm-hmm. just took it. Like, yeah, that's it. That's this is drag. Yeah, there is there is no limit here because we we respect each other and this is our humour, mm-hmm. our dark humour. Yeah, is or, where we are born from. Almost like a roast kind of yeah, setting. It's like it was no great. holds are barred. Um, the the cum joke was funny as well. It was Louis. It was Louis. Sorry, it's Louis. It's Louis. That was very uh, very silly. I did. I did think that Kita did an amazing job. Again, I the risk that she takes, yeah. the commitment. This bitch came prepared. She She's came prepared. Great she had bananas. Week. She had a soccer ball. She had whatever she used the, for the, the, the football. Made me think a little bit. How did she know there'd be a football reference? Because she it was could... she was probably going to use a ping pong thing anyway. But that's what I mean. Where did she get the football from then? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Do you think I work in production? Well, no, it does make me ask the question. Like, it's too much of a coincidence that she just had a football there. Unless she had, like, a range of different balls. You know what, Tom? You're still taking the same energy from Silky's lip sync to this um, Snatch game. And I think you just need to separate the two. Like, you're, you're not a detective. You're not a detective. <laughs> Am I not? No. Am I not? You're okay. a podcaster. Okay, you're Am a psychiatrist. Not? Am I not Inspector Gadget? Thank you. Uh, so, Kita, Kita Slade. Kita, Kita, Kita Slade was definitely one of the tops. And not only that, she did a better Louis. <laughs> she mm. did a better King Louis than um, than yeah. the Countess. That French that she did. <laughs> it was just that was hilarious. It was like when Joey from Friends spoke French. Okay, so moving on down. Okay, this is the awkward. One. This is this is awkward. So this makes um, me sad. Grace Jones, love must he see. Now, Can I start with the positive? She looked good. She looked good and the characterization was there in the sense that she, whenever the camera was on her, she was doing like the Grace Jones, like toothy grimace or the snarl or, you know, the, the eyes. And there was a huge amount of like characterization there. That's now, what ended up. And she looked stunning. She looked so, so good. Now, now let's get real. Okay, you can get this, real. It was very awkward. Yeah. It was. Um, Slave to the rhythm. It's like it, it didn't really fly the first time, and then it was literally like she didn't know what to say. Pause so, right there. It didn't really work the first time. Cool. So what do you do? You cut that joke out. This was her only joke. And also, like, girl, she thought she could go through the snatch game singing one line. Cece, you must know more than one Grace Jones song. If your gag is going to be singing Grace Jones songs. At least try a few different ones and make them applicable to the, to the joke. You know, it's it, you know like if this is see it this way. This is how I can draw you a picture of what it was like watching her. Mm-hmm. You're sitting on a chair, and then you start to slightly slouch, and now your head's past halfway off the back of the chair, <laughs> and now your head's down by the seat <laughs> of the chair, and now all you see is the chair. Yeah. Now this is what it was like watching Love Must Easy. Yeah. It was just like almost awkward. It's getting awkward. Okay, it's awkward. Okay, now it's too awkward. And then, there's a talkie, and then I was like, please, please. There's a talkie head of her admitting how bad it was. It was you know, Jaden Jaden Dior fears. Do you remember how she had that yeah, one but gimmick? At least, least Jaden like, was doing something with that gimmick and it kind of worked I have with a the vision. 
I mean, let's not forget Jaden ended up right in the bottom two. I'm a lesbian now. And you know, (laughs) other girls have used the psychic gimmick and have have had less criticism than Jaden, to be honest. Um, But you're right. This is that, but to the nth degree, because it was it was just one thing. There was no variation. Can I ask what was going through? I wonder what was going through Love Masisi's head. I think it was literally, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to sing Love to, Slaves to the Rhythm again. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, like, like if I if I saw that a joke didn't land, I would cut that, I would cut it right out. But she, she just kept going. Mm. And it was just like, I, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, love. It made me sad. It made me sad. Um, let's, so move let's, on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. <laughs> let's move on. Vivaldi as Nikki. Um, this is kind of like mid. I think we we don't really know Nikki very well. The judges seem to enjoy this. There are lots of references to like her her empire and her wealth and stuff. And I'm guessing that's funny if you know who Nikki is. That's that's all I can say. I, I she she looked gorgeous. I loved the look. I loved how big the hair was. Um, that's it really. I think we don't know Nikki. Yeah. So we can't really comment a lot on this. No, and it's really hard to comment on some because I can't say she wasn't performative enough because mm. I don't know how the performance is going to be, and I can't even find someone for her to try to be like. Like, is it a Paris Hilton type character? Mm. Is it you know some fashionista who's all I think about she's like wow. fashionista businesswoman kind of absorbing well? But then again, you know, we don't know who Marika Halvagen is, yeah. and we, we enjoyed Poonie. There it is. There yeah. it is. Like she, she didn't make it enjoyable for someone who doesn't know her. Mm. Or I mean, when you go to a comedy show, a lot of the times you don't know people, but they make you laugh. Yeah. Or they, when someone tries, when they do a character impersonation of someone, and they either make you laugh or don't. I, I want to say that Vivaldi to me was very unmemorable. She's just she's, she's up the girl there with the beige. Kind of, yeah. She's up there with being beige. Beige squad with Vanessa and Countess really isn't she yeah and you know what the energy and the charisma that i see from her and feel from her in the workroom i didn't see any of that nothing came Mm. across it's almost like the character didn't quite gel for her as a person i think she'd have done well with the more zany out there character who's next Uh, next up we have tabitha so i'll let you go first because you see the world through tabitha tinted lenses that's not true tom (laughs) that is not true but I think Tabitha was very crude. Mm-hmm. I thought Tabitha, from the get-go, was crude, overly disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. I, I can see that she was making a lot of people laugh, so I know that she was doing the character justice so by what the character then. called for. I think she wasn't a million miles away from Sophie Anderson, the the character she made clear had a connection with the porn industry, mm. and I I really enjoyed Tabitha. I thought she was great. Um, she went for a lot more drugs references, a bit of a theme for the episode. She was doing a lot of snorting and stuff. Um, she had one joke that was really really funny. That um, the the thing about Fred and what's inside kind of thing. It's like you're a parrot because you're sitting on a shitty stick and um, your mouth's full of seeds and that kind of thing. I thought that was like, that was a very funny drag joke. I'm, I'm sure she's used that in a bar before. It was good. It was I think good. Tabitha was great. Tabitha was up there and probably top three, really. To me, the top two would be 
uh, Kida Minaj, Tabitha, and Puni. Top I'm sure three. My top three would be those I would, three. I would totally agree. But we need to just quickly discuss um, Cardi B. And I'll let you take the lead because you're the Cardi B fan. I mean, it was, if anything, at most there was an if. There was a fail. Um, that. What was it about it? Because she was working hard. She really was working. Because, because like, there were there's certain things that Cardi does, and that she does just she didn't even do. She's known for like if if there were if there were sounds that was Cardi B, Mm. it would be this. Okay. Like this is very Cardi yeah. B, and then she does this thing with her face like like that, <laughs> and I didn't. You, she reminded me more of like an an Asian nail technician, her voice and okay. the way that she was going. She was more like um, Gia Gunn's character mm-hmm. than Cardi B. But that lady was Cardi B's nail tech, wasn't she? Mm. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a good Cardi B for me. It's a shame. It's a shame for Ivy because she really, really needed to do something. But she was episode. better than the beige. She was better. Than, she was more memorable at least. Yeah, she was more memorable than the beige. I mean, the what was that reason? They came out of nowhere. <laughs> like she, she, like ha- she had that. She had it lined she, up. She had it lined she? up. She was like, "Oh my god, I have to use it." We, we, the show's almost finished. When can I use it? Do you so know what she I think just she missed it. as well. Like when I think of Kobe, I think coronavirus, coronavirus. Like there's so many things yeah. that is Nikki. This right, that is Cardi B. Yeah. And then the, there's that whole meme of when she's doing her um Instagram live and she stops. She's like, "What was that?" Like mm. something happened, and then she could have she could have done that. Like like during her. It's like she didn't know her as well. She thought maybe, and I do think it was risky throwing a shoe at a judge. I'll tell you what it was. It was, she did, she can easily look like Cardi B. Mm. And I feel like she fell into this, the Morgan McMichaels. Um, I look like pink, so I'm going to do pink for Snatch Morgan Game. Morgan can be forgiven because that was season two. So, the first ever Snatch Game. Exactly. Different kettle of fish, yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah. very risky to throw a shoe at a judge. Or to throw a shoe at anybody, actually. <laughs> Um, well, she she threw a shoe on that reunion. She also threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj. Um, it's just, it's. I, it's I think thing. she should have like thrown something soft. That's all, because mm-hmm. <laughs> she could have had some eye out. All right, these are the girls. These are the girls. I. We know who our top three are. Who do you think is going to be in the bottom? The bottom. Um, I mean, if if I had to choose the bottom, it's Love My CC. Love oh, My CC is definitely the bottom because. I mean, she was saved last week, but this maybe being in the bottom and fighting and showing your your performance will be enough to maybe that's I what really she needs. Hope so. Maybe what she needs is that to to. And then it could be a girl group challenge next week, and she shines or something. It will be her, and it could be between any of the beige. It could be the Countess. It could be Vivaldi. It could be Vanessa. Vanessa. It could be um, Ivy. They all equally suck. So sorry, not sucked. They were they all equally were quite beige, especially in comparison to the top three. I would say, based on some judges' reactions, I think Vivaldi will be safe. They seem to enjoy her. Um, based on some of the talking heads and some of the production this episode, I think Countess is in danger because they were quite like, oh, you know, she's a pretty girl, can she be funny? And she wasn't funny, you know, hugely. I think Vanessa will be safe. They like Vanessa. I'm looking at Ivy and I'm like, Ivy tried. She so, really, really yeah, tried. I, I, you cannot, 
doesn't mean yeah yeah she she didn't have the best answer she wasn't funny but that girl was trying she came out she threw her shoe she was trying to do like she was doing WAP way too much I felt Mm. like that's the only song she knew yeah the only song about Cardi B she knew was WAP Uh, she did have a gimmick she brought that wet pussycat and she did like she she worked hard she tried hard and she did more than the other queens who were in the bottom so I feel like Ivy shouldn't go home yeah Yeah. so that's that's, that's what I feel that's how I feel okay now, before we get into the runway, I want to say that we finally got our first bit of kind of drama, which is between the Valdi, mm-hmm. between the Valdi, Tom, and, and it was also between Vanessa. Yeah. What do you reckon about this? Um, it, it sounds like there was a little, I don't know, Vanessa was spotting a little bit of inconsistency in Vivaldi's attitude towards her off stage and in front of the camera, and she was calling it out. So basically what happened for those... What happened? What happened was Vivaldi called out Vanessa as being someone who might be in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So Vanessa went up to her afterwards and said, hey, hypocrite. <laughs> Hello. Um, hey, hippopotamus. Are you busy at the moment, hypocriting, maybe? <laughs> she said, when we were on one-on-one off cameras, you said that I was good. Mm-hmm. And then in front of everyone, you called me out. What's the herbs? And then that kind <laughs> of that kind of is the drama. Vivaldi mm. was like, No, I told you that you weren't great. She's like, Okay, well if that's what you said, that's not how I experienced it. I love that response. That right? maybe what you said, but it wasn't how I experienced it. So I don't know what's happening here. I really don't. I We'll see if it leads anywhere. It's it's a little seed of conflict, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. You like a little bit of fireworks. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the runway. The runway category is um, the Monster Ball. Monster Ball. It was the Monster Ball. The Monster Ball. It was um, really high caliber this week, I thought. Absolutely. Lots of prosthetics and avant-garde costumes. So should we just get into it? Absolutely. The first one is Ivy Elise. Go on. So Go off, sis. A go off, sis. Ivy Elise comes out as kind of like an anglerfish. Oh, here he goes with his ASMR. Um, anglerfish crossed with Ursula in a Versace gown kind of thing. She had these amazing uh, mouth prosthetics. Um, and what are you doing over there? You're really putting me off. Sorry, go on. <laughs> she had these mouth prosthetics. It reminds me of, um, do you remember Frankie Doom in the first season of Dragula? Um, one of her kind of like top four looks and she did it quite often actually was kind of these these spiky mouth prosthetics and it's a bit of a signature of hers um, so I thought she looked great she looked really really good it was a step up above what we've come to expect from Ivy so far it was amazing mm-hmm. I loved it it's fantastic she reminds me of like the Selkies the mirror people in Harry Potter mm-hmm um, going to the Yule Ball. Okay, lovely. And it was great. What I, I love that she was this glamorous mer monster mm-hmm. in an elegant ball. However, There's I, a bit of a contrast with Yeah, her. what I want, she came onto the runway, the performance element was great. She came into the runway playing the, the creature, mm-hmm. you know, going up and down. The very obvious, the first thing that we see of you is a creature before we see the elegant dress. Mm-hmm. I would have loved if Ivy walked it like Naomi Campbell mm-hmm. as though she Straight wasn't a monster as it, this, this was monster chic this is the new beauty yeah. that's what I wanted to see because that would have <laughs> that would have been better I think it would have been nicer because you're you're modeling the glamour side it would have been a fun contrast yeah that was the yeah. contrast that I wanted to see which I thought would have been great but this is an amazing look and I yeah. love it 
up next we have Tabitha and what I have to say is the most elevated look we've seen from Tabitha so far is it because you can't see your makeup not at all it's <laughs> yes, because it's, it, it's again quite con- high concept uh, why Why did she you pointed out why did she shave her eyebrows for this look do you know what it's like um, we're going to shave your eyebrows this week and then categories is masks <laughs> it's like why did you shave your brows girl category is put a bag over your head um, so she comes out as Miss Venom. It's a very clear reference to Venom from Spider-Man, isn't it? But like a femme version with like a little touch of Bride of Frankenstein and like the lightning flash hair. This is really cool. This is really cool. And she had all these like tendrils of the like symbiote oily substance hanging off the back. Tabitha's best look by far. What about Vanessa? Vanessa, this is really cool as well. So it was uh, kind of like if Thierry Mugler designed a xenomorph, you know, from Alien. In mm-hmm. fact, it reminds me of, um, you've not seen Covenant, have you? The, the Neomorphs in, in Alien Covenant, which are like this pale, uh, whitish variety of Xenomorph. Um, so it was a bit like that. And there was a touch of Nosferatu in there as well. It was really, really cool and high concept. And she looked very chic. Go off, sis. Go off. I, I, yeah, I liked it. I can't um, think of anything to say besides it was, it was nice. It was nice. nice. It was nice. different. It's it was different unusual. unusual. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like it. Vivaldi? Her concept was thalassophobia, which is a fear of deep water. And so she was came conveying that as being another deep sea creature. Mm. Um, this is cool. It was a bodysuit with lots of fins, giving me very, like, creature from a black lagoon. I've seen those heels on the runway. I can't remember which design. So they're a reference to the Alexander McQueen uh, Alex- Am- yeah, armadillo. There it is. There it is. I know those. So you last saw them probably on Yara Sophia. Okay. When she did the Plato's. From the Plato's. So that fits, actually, because he, he they came out in the Plato's Atlantis runway and obviously it was a subaqua kind of feel yeah i was to, gonna to that I was, runway i was hitting so it's a little bit it. like yeah mcqueen doing creature of the black black lagoon i like it it's mm. nice who's which is the better sea creature ivy or vivaldi i'm gonna say ivy actually same it's same. a bit more interest there cool next uh next keita this is really really cool she is the she's killing it isn't she she is she's just murdering it she really is she murdered going, herself with this look she she skinned half mm. of herself with this. She's really going for the Envy Peru this season, isn't she? She's really, like really going to dominate. So she's like she, Tia Kluma. She, she's doing the Tia Klumi at the CrossFit Games she here. She really, really is. Thank you. Murdering the competition. Um, so this is kind of like demonic, abominable snow creature that sort of skinned itself, but revealed this muscle suit underneath. So that's uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier thing. I think he, he did these um, uh, exposed muscle bodysuits. And remember, like, um, uh, in season 13 of the makeovers, Utica and Simone, similar sort of muscle bodysuit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this was gorgeous, performed so well. I love the con. I love white with red is so good because it shows up this, like the blood spattered kind of like scarlet quality so well. Sim- you know, similar color scheme to Vanessa, really. Mm. I yeah, I liked it. I liked the performance element as well. She came in going for the beast. She was pure beast. 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 In the best possible way. I love, love Masisi's runway really, really and good. performance. It's such a nice so so nice to see such a smashing runway from her after that snatch game performance. This is amazing. This is the drag. Outfit. Oh god. 
so good. Oh my god, like that leopard, the the silhouette, how it comes out like that. How you you can you see her waist, and it just oh, it's just gorgeous. It's like a pyramid, a, a leopard pyramid Beautiful. leading up to beast. She's the Greta the Gremlin off of Gremlins, uh, ready for her wedding day, oh. dressed by Jean Baptiste Valley. It really, really, this is so, so fun and so good. And her makeup and prosthetics are fantastic as well. I think this is stunning. Is this enough to save you from the bottom? It isn't actually because she was easily the worst in the Snatch game. And it saddens me. That gives me pain to say that. <laughs> but I've got to <laughs> be honest. Like, if, she was off the, if, she, if she was on the edge of all... Oh, it would have kept her out Then the it would have kept her out of the but bottom. But also, everybody's really strong this runway, unfortunately. Well, talk to me so, about Little Pony. Little Poonie. This is cool as well. Um, her theme was arachnophobia. So it gave me kind of like Kiss of the Spider Woman, go into a wall kind of vibes. Okay. Um, the eye prostheses and everything were really, really cool. The hair was great. Do you think that the purple material was a bit too bland? I'm not a huge fan of that color combination of like black with like a lavender lilac. Um, there was something about that that I didn't like. I'll be honest with you, Tom, because I, I want to be honest with you. I like I like it when you're honest. Yeah, uh, there was a bit too wallpaper, wallpaper bland for me. There wasn't any excitement, no texture. It was it was a straightforward. I think it would work lavender better if it was more of a spider webby black and grey, maybe even kind of like strands of beads kind of effect it would have given me more of a spider web yeah. spider woman kind of thing you know like how you get dew drops on a spider web yep if absolutely yep it's so, been like gray and white and black monochrome. Do, do you know what i love i love is that we we talk about these really really high concept things <laughs> and then we think that we can just make it like oh, absolutely you know, you know i bet you i bet you my little pony would have loved we could have knocked that up in the she would have loved to like hire a, a few spiders lock them in the dungeon <laughs> and say, you're not coming out here until you weave me that dress and i and this is exactly what i want you know we we say like why didn't you do it it's so easy and i'm like hi money 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 i don't think it's too much to ask yeah, frankly can i just say my easily my favorite look is now going to walk out the countess oh my this is do you know what i love as well she's walking the model she's not walking the monster she's walking the model and can you just see how it elevates the look can you just see like how it just like because it's not i'm not a beast you're the beast i'm the fashion i'm the normal that's (laughs) what i'm getting she reminds me of that pokemon that that pokemon you gave me her frostmoth no, they, they're very long. She's very, very fast. And I used to do speed oh, swap on her. Oh, Ferramosa. Ferramosa. She yeah. reminds me, isn't that Ferramosa in, in a, a going to the ball? She's based on a cockroach and she's exactly. got those long antennae. I just, I was like, wow, this is cool. And she's long and, oh, this a is my total, favorite look. Total, there's a very insectoid vibe. So the Ferramosa, I love the Ferramosa. <laughs> I love um, the other thing it puts me in mind of um, that designer Gareth Pugh when he does because Gareth Pugh does a whole thing where it's all about kind of um, altering the silhouette so it almost doesn't look human at times um, and it often goes for a monochromatic theme as well um, so it gives me that sort of vibe so Ferramosa meets Beetlejuice okay. dressed by Gareth Pugh silence Tom who are the tops and bottoms quickly Keita's got to be the winner this week yep um, my, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, the snatch game is so iconic. I'm gonna, it, the runway hasn't changed it for me, except, except maybe the countess as a bit more of a, a beige competitor, 
maybe because her runway is so good, it might have kept her out of the bottom two. Okay. I would say that. Otherwise, nothing's changed for me. The counters, that look, oh, wow. That that look could save her from the bottom for me. Yeah. For me, the tops this week is Kita, Tabitha, and Puni. But I think Kita should win. Based on the runway on the performance, yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Okay, the winners were... Well, we were surprised that um, Vivaldi was a winner. Um, the judges loved her. I think we just didn't get the character. Uh, yeah. We don't really know Nikki. Um, but thankfully, it was a double win and Kita got it as well because Kita was such a standout. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm i surprised that Vivaldi got it. But then, of course, we don't know the character. That's why. We, we kind of said it. And maybe she was really channeling it well. Congratulations, Vivaldi. Yeah, we, we could, have to say that because could, obviously she did a great job. Yeah, and we could tell the judges were enjoying her. Cool. So our bottom three. The bottom three was Tabitha. Love Masisi and Ivy. I don't know what Tabitha was doing there. I guess they didn't the like her lo- outfit a lot. They were really fixated. Well, and I think it's a fair comment. She she should have covered her neck. It yes. was a little bit glaring. But you know, the rest of the outfit was actually pretty great. Um and the bottom two who are lip syncing were Ivy versus um Love Masisi. Now, the song is Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me. I want to say this. I'm not, I'm not even lying. I would, I would, I, I would have put myself in the bottom because I would slay every challenge. If you tried to put yourself race. in the bottom, we would go. You're going off script. I would ask if I could. I would ask if I could please perform this song to you. I would do a silky <laughs> nutmeg and say, "Can I please perform it?" <laughs> this is a dream song. You, you for, pretty much sing it on a daily I basis. I sing it all the time. Yeah. I don't lip sync. I sing it. I'll ask for a mic. Hi, yeah. can I have a mic, please? Sound check. Quick mm-hmm. sound check before we go on. Thank you. I. I think that I, I want to talk about their performance styles, and I want to start off with uh, Ivy. Mm-hmm. Ivy performs. No, there's a passion. There's a there's passionate, and then there's aggressive, uh-huh. and then there's a, a desperation, and then there's a, a misplacement of the emotion that where you kind of move outside of it. I didn't see passionate. Sometimes I saw a bit like. Just too much, and then anger and desperation, and yeah, I agree. I agree. I, to be honest, like I don't mean this to sound too shady, but Ivy's performance style makes me feel a little uncomfortable at times. It's like I don't enjoy watching that like frantic. Do you energy. know why? Because she's not enjoying it. She, yeah. She's lip singing for her life. I bet you, if she did this song at a gig, she wouldn't perform it like that. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you, if she did this at a club, she would not be like angry she would she would actually feel the music and the pe- people get in the moment a lot oh my god there's so much writing on here and the desperation to stay mm. comes out more than their performance and i know that for a fact because she she prides herself on being a performer but that is i think that's something in the moment that um yeah. she just goes to but i i I, uh, she she she, she isn't hitting. She's not well. hitting it for me. And also, the the beauty about the song is that it starts off, yeah, and it builds, it builds, and then it crescendos, and then it's like a, a climax, and then it goes back to being soft. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see those textures. I didn't see the textures between the soft and then the anguish, and, and then the passionate aggression. Yeah. You left me, and then uh, and then coming back to being oh, but I miss you, and then oh, yeah. I didn't see that from. Either of them. To be honest, I did I did enjoy watching Love Masisi, and I know I'm biased, but just the spectacle of Greta the Gremlin doing it, it's all coming back to me. 
um, was really, really fun. I thought I did. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you are, I did enjoy and it. And she 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 realised that she couldn't express herself through her face very well. So she threw in a lot of gestures and a lot of like gently comedic touches that I thought were really really good. Personally, personally, I preferred Love Masisi's performance. The thing about her because she had a mask on, she really had to rely on using her movements mm-hmm. to convey heartbreak, emotion, and, and soft and big, and then yeah. small. She had to use her body a bit more. I think she did try to... I think she went down a different route as well. She tried to go for a humor, mm-hmm. a humor side, and it, she didn't really stick throughout. I mean, there were drips of it here and there, and so mm. it was a bit like, I don't know what you're trying to do, if you're trying to feel or try to be funny, but you need to commit to um, whatever you're, you're doing. And yeah. you've chosen, and I think that's something that was lost with um, that she kind of lost control of. And I, I just ah, oh, it's so sad to see Love My CC go because I did like her performance as yeah. well. I didn't overall. I, I didn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't think both. Of, I didn't enjoy it, especially this being the song. So mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. a song that anyone died to do. It just wasn't done justice. It, again, tricky. I, I think Love Masisi would have done a, a very different job if she didn't have the prosthetics and stuff on. Like Ivy actually took her prosthetics off so that we could see her lips. I think Love Masisi, I respect the fact that she wanted to keep the look cohesive because she looked amazing. I loved that look so much. Yeah. Well, we did say goodbye to Love Masisi. And Ivy. it was quite a heartbreaking goodbye as well. Like Fred Aww. got really choked up. Yeah. Um, but Fred said what I said hmm. because, you know, I know things. I said earlier, <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing that I love about doing it live is that uh, it's, it's really nice when other people can see what you can see what other people can see so you're not there your your own opinions are kind of like validated ish mm-hmm. not that i need the validation but um how i was i was sensing that she was already defeated mm-hmm. and there was something that was just carrying over and she's not believing it and you you saw the same thing as well mm-hmm. and those words were echoed when fred said you gave up before the lip sync actually you'd given up when i was talking to you in the workroom mm-hmm. and there that's right. Her energy had changed, completely changed from episode one. And it was such a heartfelt goodbye. It was. It was. And it was incredibly saddening. You could really see the emotion in Fred as well. Like, you know, her, her neck went red and everything. She was getting so emotional. She's just real. It's, She's real. These are genuine emotions, Tom. Mm. Genuine. These are real people, real lives. Mm. Everyone there, Joe Grace Holland for you. You're very, very welcome. You are welcome. Um, that's it. That's it. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed it. We're enjoying doing Holland. We really are. If you're in Holland, I want to say thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm. What would be great if you guys could just force your friends and family to listen to us. Spread we wanna, the word. We really want to grow our listenership out in Holland. I love Holland. Yes. I will be there. As soon as travel allows, I will be in Amsterdam. Doing a tour of Holland. <laughs> Pouring it up wherever oh, I can. Oh um Supporting oh. the girls. Supporting yes. the girls. Obviously. You know, that's what yeah. I meant, Tom. Obviously. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram Twitter, but we'll see you guys next time. And thank you for joining us. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. I'll see you guys later. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.